back in business. Just like old times, right? Hey, don't worry about me. I'm ready. Hey, listen, I've been telling you to get rid of that Italian piece of shit for years. Ah, flew in from Japan. Wow, that's dedication. What, oh, you think this scares me? Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Then fall in. Welcome back to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. As always, I'm joined with the one, the only, the myth, the legend, Monty. Jose, what's up, baby? Hey, man. Thank you for that intro. You're giving me too much credit, but I mean, doing great, man. It's it's the weekend, and uh, before we get started, uh, let me just send a special shout out to a very special person in my life. Uh, Mijita turns eight by the time this podcast comes out, so we usually listen every every now and then, um, you know, when we're in the car. So happy birthday, Mika. I love you to the moon and back. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's sweet. When's her birthday? Mañana. Tomorrow. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. So we're recording this on October 6th right now, Thursday, October 6th. Uh, nice, man. That's awesome, man. You got me all sentimental and stuff, man. That's good. Good, <laughs> good stuff, man. So uh, I had I, to, bro. It's, no, that's it's awesome. Corazón, you know? Yeah, for sure, brother. For sure. That kind of goes in line to uh, the toast that we had last week. Right. Well, when we talked about it on the podcast, we haven't toasted yet, but we will. We will. But uh, one of the things that I talked about toast to being badass dad. So being great dads, man. So, hey, I commend you, man, for being an awesome dad, man. So, yeah. Hey, there you go, bro. The myth, the legend, Monty, bro. All right, man. So that's awesome. Much brother. appreciated, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know what? You want to give some shout outs. I want to give some shout outs to to two. First one to one of our listeners, Quake, Quake. Yeah from dallas you know he sent us some uh some feedback that i forwarded it to you you know what i'm saying you know as far as the podcast he's enjoying it he's listening to it he says keep up the good job so quake we appreciate your brother and also to sean kanan aka karate's bad boy for retweeting our podcast sean if you're listening man thank you so much for retweeting that if you're not listening i hope this gets back to you and you just know how much we appreciate your support man so mont you want to say anything about that yeah, just extremely grateful to both Quake and Sean, man. You know, we really appreciate it. They, you know, they take time to listen to us and we're just going to continue to grind and put out good content. And you know what? Uh, we welcome any feedback. So <laughs> for sure, for sure. Let's keep it going. Let's this go. is our hat trick episode for season five. Yeah, let's go. Episode three. And I'm a little bit under the the weather, not feeling bad, just allergies, man. You know how it is. And in Dallas, yep. man, you know, it's hot, it's cold, it's hot, it's cold. So I feel a little congested. So if I'm coughing there, I'll do my best to edit it out um, in, you know, post-production. But hey, let's just go ahead and get jump into it. Season five, episode three, playing with fire. The episode synopsis goes like this. Another enemy from Daniel's past resurfaces after spa day and some soul searching. Sam comes to a decision about her future with Miguel. So. Before we get into our likes and dislikes, just real quick, man, because, again, you know, those episode synopsis came out a couple of days before, uh, you know, season five premiered. Did you think did you think 
did you think it was going to be who we saw was in this episode when you read that synopsis, even before watching it? Did you think, hey, it's going to be the one, the only Mike Barnes? Did you think that? I did not. But I mean, I, I knew he was um, going to come out this season. Like we were all hyped about that when we recorded our reactions. But I, I don't believe I read the synopsis. So okay. I was just watching it and watching it. So I, 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 I knew I was waiting for him to come out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, but I'm glad the big three put him in, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. Know? Okay. Well, I'm one of the guys who, you know, one of the people who did read, you know, just the, the episode synopsis when they came out. I think the first five came out like a week before uh, season five premiered. And I was like, oh, that's got to be him. You know, that's got to be, uh, you know, Mike Barnes and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, again, how we talked about it, right? It's one thing to know. It's another thing to see it executed on film. So I'm sure we're going to talk about that. So go ahead and jump. Yep. Let us know. Let us know uh, your likes, your three likes for this episode. Absolutely. My three likes, I put playing with fire. I thought the title fit beautifully to this episode. Okay. <laughs> Mike fucking Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a good one. Redemption. And you have brought, and we're going to talk more as, the, as we break down the episode, but um you've you've mentioned on this pod before how the show is redemption and it took me a while to see it and i think we got a good good amount of it in this episode so All right. those are my three likes sounds good sounds good i like that so i'm with you karate's bad boy is one of my likes uh chosen's confidence you know just throughout the whole episode gotta give i love that so i gotta give a shout out to chosen uh and then this one is is one thing, but it goes together. It's two sentences, but it's one thing. It's mistakes recognize action taken. I'm gonna say that again. Mistakes recognize action taken, and I will talk about that later on. All right, brother. Now tell us your dislikes again. When we say dislikes, doesn't mean we hate the show. It's just some things. Hey, you know, could have been done better, or we wish we wish we as the viewers wish you know, it would have been different. So where are you going with? I'm going to start with Louie and Anoush. Okay. <laughs> we should talk and stereotyping. Okay. And I can elaborate more when we get to that specific uh, scene. All right. We should talk. I think uh, I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, you wrote, we should talk. You know what I wrote down? But now I need that time too. <laughs> but now I need that time too. <laughs> kind of bullshit is that. Uh, so, but now I need that time too. Fifty <laughs> percent stake know, right? in Cobra Kai. Fifty. Look, so this is a dislike. Fifty percent stake in Cobra Kai. So why don't you go and get it, Mike Barnes? You know, come on, we'll talk about that later on. And then right, this other yeah. one <laughs> doesn't doesn't mean we still can't be friends. I hate that. Kiss of ah. kiss of death. Kiss of death. It kind of like it, it goes aligned with the first one, right? But now I need that time too. But I'm sure we're gonna talk about that more. Uh, to be honest, man, it was it was I don't know if it, how it was for you, but for, for me, it was kind of hard to think about, you know, what I really didn't like, you know, and, um, you know, you don't want to call things perfect or flawless because there's always, you know, things that could have been done differently, ah, which we'll get, you know, when we get to that category. But it was to me a pretty, you know, I'm like, ah, it was kind of hard to find. So that's why I have two things that really go go with each other, man, you know. But um, again, great episode, great writing. And, and we'll talk about that as we you know, discuss our favorite scenes and those scenes that just stood out to us. So go ahead and get us started, Amani, with your first favorite scene or scene that stood out to you. 
Absolutely. And just to echo what you said, yeah, it was very hard to find like specific dislikes right on this episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, I struggled too. I, 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 for the longest time, I only had two. I was like, dang, I can't, I can't find another one. But, um, but I was able to just weed it down after I watched it a few times and, and find something. But uh, yeah, let me go ahead and just jump right in. I like the opening, the opening scene. You know, the guys have just finished a round of golf. Louis accuses Chosen of hustling him. Sandbagging. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, sandbagging. And then we get um, Chosen's infamous line that I love so much from part two. You insult my honor. <laughs> oh, my God. He said it perfectly, just like in part two. And then Louie kind of looking weak there, just backs down. Sorry, Mr. Chosen. Um, Daniel offers to, you know, buy them around the first round, first round of drinks. Then Silver appears, right? And then Daniel being a little arrogant is what I wrote down. He being a little arrogant, throwing a little shade at um, <clears throat> at Silver saying, how is his sensei search going? And like he even mentions at one point that this is his backyard. Really, Daniel? Uh, that I said that too, brother. I said that too. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch. And Silver, man, the way he handled this entire exchange, I loved it, man. <laughs> His response. This could be a sign of, and I'm I'm probably gonna mispronounce it. So correct me if I'm if I if you know if I do mispronounce yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Causas belly. No, causas belly. Causas belly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which which I actually had to look up, and me it too. means an act of. You did. Yeah. It means an act of justifying war, and uh, and then of course you know. Uh, I like Silver. Daniel refuses, right, to uh, back down because I think Silver made the, you know, saying that um, it was not a smart idea to attack his dojo. And I like Silver's attitude, you know, throughout this whole thing. And (laughs) he even buys him a round of drinks before he leaves, or he tells him, put their drinks on my tab. Yeah. You know, and so it's a great exchange. Silver was business the way he handled it. He didn't even have to raise his voice or threaten him or anything like that. He just said it wasn't a smart move and gave him the opportunity like, look, you know, there'll be no retaliation. Just let me do my thing. Pretty much is basically what he said. So it's kind of like he's handling like like gentleman warfare. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But I do have a quick question, bro. OK, <laughs> if you were if you were in if you were in silver. If you were silver, the character, would you buy a round for Daniel? Uh No. But that's him. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it. But that's him just flossing his money. You know what I'm saying? That's him yeah. like saying, "Look, I got this. I can buy your ass out." You know, I mean, that's really how mm-hmm. he's doing it. Like, I, I have all the resources needed to take your ass out, Daniel. So that's how I looked at it. Yeah. I wouldn't have though. No, yeah. forget that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in there, man. Yeah. I wouldn't either, to be honest. Yeah. No. No, and I'm glad you brought up the Daniel part because I'm going to ask you a question about that. So, hell yeah, sure. man, love it. Chosen karate assassin. Uh, you insult my honor, you know, so I'm with you on that. And Silver, dude, to me, did, did it seem like to you? Because this isn't the, the the only time he does this in this episode, but it's like he's stalking LaRusso. That's what it looked like to me. And we see it again in one of the scenes that we're going to get to. <laughs> That's a badass scene, too. But it's just like, what the hell is this dude stalking him? But I guess he's stalking him because Cass's belly. Hey, you're, I'm, I'm justifying this war. I'm justifying why I'm doing this because, hey, you sabotaged my dojo. You know what I'm saying? So Silver is ready right. to go to war. And he's like you said, bro, he's not 
he is intimidating him, but he's not doing it in a way where he's like getting loud. He's just being smooth about it, right? He's like, look. You might have some old friends to call upon, but not as many as me. I'm giving you the opportunity right now to stand down. No retaliation, no repercussions. All you have to do is stay out of my way. This is my backyard. I'm not the one who needs to go. I actually like this attitude on you. It's a shame I won't get to see it again because if you continue down this path, nothing in your life will ever be the same again. You're playing with fire, Danny boy. And I am gasoline. giving you the opportunity right now to stand down you know i mean he's being smooth about it right and and then daniel again i did i did agree with you on this he's trying to be hard and tough he said this is my backyard come on daniel really bro like you now you think you're all la dude you know his ass was talking about new jersey in part one like what's up dude you know so anyways (laughs) but then silver brings it he's like I actually like this attitude on you. So he kind of laughs it off. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He laughs it off, bro. He's like, yeah, I actually like this attitude on you. And he's smiling, you know, and it's, he's like, it's a shame I won't get to see it again. Because if you continue down this path, nothing in your life will ever be the same again. I'm like, damn, dude. And just the way uh, Thomas, man, Thomas is just acting. Thomas, you know, plays Silver. It's just like, damn, dude, he's bringing it, man. And I'm just like, this is badass. And you're playing with fire, Danny boy, right? You're playing with fire, Danny boy. And then obviously the line that everybody loves, you know, a lot of people on Twitter love this line. Chosen comes in and says, and I'm gasoline. Boom. So pretty dope exchange, man. But here's my question to you, right? So love it already. The first scene, right, is already like, oh, man, these dudes are ready to go to war. Mm -hmm. But here's my question to you. Do you think Daniel would be as hard or as tough as he's acting without chosen. I think he's hard hit. I think he would, uh, but he's it, he just gives him that little extra confidence because chosen's there. Really? But I think he would. I don't yeah. think so. I really don't, man. You don't think I, so. I, I don't think he would, man. I think Daniel's a. Uh, now that I know your daughter's gonna listen to this episode, I'm gonna be extra careful of not saying you know some a lot a lot of profanity. Not that we do, you know, we're not discussing through no, this whole didn't. thing. But I'm gonna be very careful. I don't think he would. I think he's a wussy, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's soft, you know. And, and so as he was doing that, I just re- I'm reminded again, man. You know how we do it, bro. We, we we get reminded of movies. We get reminded of songs. So there's this Tupac song, man. And you know Tupac's my my favorite rapper of all time. Right. And he had a song called You Ain't Shit Without Your Homeboys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what I thought <laughs> oh, yeah. about. Like, Daniel, without Chosen, I don't think he'd be acting this tough. I really don't. He's on this high horse because he's got Chosen by his side. And and rightfully so. Chosen is badass. Chosen took care of those, you know, uh, karate, you know, senseis and stuff. So, yeah, man, I, I don't think he really would have been. Um, because just again, Daniel, remember the first time silver showed up, how scared Daniel looked, you know what I'm saying? So I really don't think he would have. And again, silver's right. You don't know what you're messing with, man. You're messing with the wrong thing, but Daniel's willing to mess with, you know, silver because he has chosen. And so here's my first part of why I love chosen's confidence because he's standing up to silver. He's like, yo, what's up? I'm, I'm down. I'm gasoline. What's up? You gonna mess with my boy? Step outside. You know (laughs) know, he's ready. Yeah, yeah, man. So definitely enjoyed that scene as well. All right, brother. So this is what I'm going to, you know, this has stood out. 
I'm not going to elaborate on it, but Carmen throwing up, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. Miguel cooked for her again. Not going to go into detail with that scene, uh, but just like it for this. Was it the food or was it the first sign that something else was cooking in the oven? cooking in her oven right Right. obviously the first time we saw it we didn't think anything of it we thought oh shit you know miguel you know couldn't cook you know burned it but yeah you know it was something different you know and obviously we're gonna find out later what it is so i just wanted to throw that out there but my first favorite scene was uh when daniel and chosen are now talking they're kind of talking strategy right and so Daniel's like, look, we got to hit first, you know, you know, I know he has friends. So there you go. Daniel's kind of scared, right? I think kind of, it kind of got to him. And so Chosen asks, hey, do you know any friend of Silver? And bam, you know, I love it because the flashback, baby, the flashback. We see Mike mother effing Barnes, baby, karate's bad boy. I love the, I love the lines. Mr. Silver, you just bought yourself a champion. You suck, LaRusso. <laughs> There's nothing you got I can't counter. Your karate's a joke. Man, I love it, bro. The and cheap so, shot, the cheap shot. <laughs> the cheap shot. All oh, that, dude, that flashback is dope. Mr. Silver, you just bought yourself a champion. <laughs> You suck, LaRusso! I know how There's nothing you've got that I can't counter. Your karate's a jump. Mike fucking Barnes. And then we see freaking Daniel with the F-bomb, bro. You know, Daniel's like, Mike effing Barnes. That's crazy, man. You know, that's just out of character for him, right? But I love that quick scene. But again, because it's like, oh, hell yeah. We're going to get Mike Barnes. Did you have that scene as well? Absolutely. I sure did. I called it old friends. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> Again, perfectly well written. And I like the cue, the flashback, you know, and we see all of the great scenes that Mike Barnes was in in Karate Kid Part 3. And, he, you know, shout out to our friend of the pod, man, because we had the great opportunity to interview him. For sure. Uh, he's a great guy, man. He's a great guy. Totally. And I read his book. His book is awesome. Uh, I love the flashback. Just like you said, you covered it perfectly. In my opinion, they showed all the greatest scenes that Michael was in. <laughs> you know, the, especially the bonsai store brawl, you know, where he kicks Jessica and then he goes into it with uh, Daniel. And when he walks in with, uh, with, sh- with Snake and Dennis. Snake and Dennis, yeah. And then your famous line, your karate is a joke. But um, I did want to ask you just one quick question. Yeah. Out of all the scenes... From Mike Barnes in, K- in Karate Kid Part Three, was there one that stands out to you that that's freaking tight or that's freaking oh hell yeah you know which one and we had it when we interviewed him it's the one where he's just talking shit to him he's like get out the Russo you karate oh, nothing that's end, oh my at, god at the tournament yeah at the tournament dude he, he we said this and again we're not just saying this because you know Sean shouted us out or you know we love Sean I mean he was cool you know the, the fact that he gave to unknown people because sometimes man in order to get interviews with these people you got to have connections and, and we have no connections you know what i'm saying nope. we have we're just two dudes you know fans, living, yeah. Li- yeah two fans living in texas man love the show and, and the fact that sean like was willing to just give us his time man we're, man we're super grateful for that but uh we told them and i think we've even mentioned this on the pod that the only reason part three was good was because of silver and because of Mike Barnes, without those two characters and the way that they, you know, acted and, and what they brought part part three to me is always is already the worst one. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, out of all the three karate kids, 
But because of Mike Barnes and, and Terry Silver, man, it's 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 badass. We'll rewatch it, you know. So um, yep. yeah, dude, that's always gonna be my favorite. In fact, you know, when we talk about running back scenes, you know, if I'm gonna rewatch a scene, dude, I'm going to that freaking tournament and when Mike Barnes is just talking shit to LaRusso because <laughs> LaRusso should have, let's be honest, he should have lost that fight, man. But yeah, dude, to answer your question, hell yeah. What about for you, man? For me, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the one you mentioned too, but for me, it's got to be the bonsai store brawl, bro. That's where Mike Barnes just blew me away, man. The fact that he just kicked the kicked a girl. Because imagine in today's society, if he did that, <laughs> you know, times were different back then. But the mere fact that he just flawlessly kicks Jessica and then goes after her, he's like, "All right, come on, punk, come on." <laughs> nice kick. And then he does the commentary, bro, as he's as he's blocking Daniel's kicks. And then he just like, kind of like, what is what does he do? Like a flying crane kick, right? And throws him against like some a furniture, and he breaks it, and he grabs him and tells him, you know, you're, you're, I'm running out of patience, Larusso. Now let's sign in, get it over with. And then Daniel throws these two weak punches, and he's like, "Don't do that." That for me is the one that stands out the most, bro. <laughs> is that where he walked in and said? I need this contract or something like that. I need this ta- this title no, or something. That, that was the first time. That was the first time. Okay. That was the first. Yeah. No, it's the second time where he comes back where uh, Daniel and Jessica are having uh, like mac and cheese. Oh, okay. And they break in. Is yeah, that where they, they tear they tear up the store in that one? Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, man. So, hell yeah. Definitely loved it for that, bro. And yeah, Mike effing Barnes, man. So excited. Obviously, you know. They showed that flashback. We knew. We knew we were eventually going to see him. So where are you taking us next, man? Oh, man. I'm going to go. I called it Tex Convos. Oh, okay. This is where, okay. Like, yeah, I'm going there. I may have skipped a little bit, but I, I just. Yeah, we always go back. You know how we, we have, do it. Yeah. You yeah, we, we always it. go back. Yeah. So I call it Tex Convos. This is where Miguel gets a text uh, from Sam saying we should talk. Dimitri quickly panics and informs him that that's code for I want to break up. Um, and so I like the strategy from Dimitri saying we need more information. So they send like this trial balloon. And then, of course, um, which all they do is ask, you know, how are you? You know, and then, of course, we see on the other side, Gaz and Moon, they're over there with Sam and they're reading the text that Miguel sent and you know they start telling Sam that he's desperate they advise her to send a text that's uh short and definitely not sweet just by responding I'm okay god that is I don't know that's just not a good way to respond <laughs> you yes, know sir. what I'm saying yes, sir. yeah that and then moon gives good good advice as well saying that it's better to have these conversations in person so i like that uh, but the guys, again, they're they're all panicking. And then when Sam replies, I'm okay. Uh, this scene just really, you know, kind of took me back in, back to my days, back in the days, <laughs> to the dating days. Man. You looked at it like that. I looked at it like that as well, man. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Because you know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, putting it out there. You know, I've been on the receiving end of those. We should talk. You know. Uh, I've been on the receiving end, and as well too, I've also delivered some. And you know what? <clears throat> honestly they're they're never easy and there's no right way to to do it to handle it you know there but but i agree with moon you get you got to do it in person you know if i were giving advice to my kiddos if if they ever come to the situation you got to do it in person for sure you know and um 
Just quick question, bro. I'm sorry. I'm coming at you with questions. I was just I thinking love it. about it. I love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> did you did you know that that was code for I want to break up when when they say we should talk? I always knew it was something like shit. What the hell's going on? You know, it's something that oh, worried okay. me. So whether it was that, whether it was Gosh, do I want to get do I want to get personal? Whether it was like, yo, you know, I I don't want to get personal. Well, no, you don't have to elaborate. Just <laughs> no, like, I, I kind of want to though because you know wrong, we're all right? we're about being transparent and stuff, man. But yeah. or it's one of like, yo, uh, I heard you you were messing around with my friend or something like that. But we're taking it old school, man. We're 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 in our forties now, but maybe when we were in our in our you know early twenties, because yeah, dude, we didn't even start texting, you know, and for. And for the young people who listen to us, when we were teenagers, we didn't have text messages. We didn't start text messaging until like the mid-20s, man. You know what I'm saying? And even then, texting was kind of weird. I remember the first time I ever got a text message, I was like, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? It was just weird to me, you know? Now it's just it's just common. And so, yeah, man, you know, whenever I did get that after texting became a thing, yeah, I knew, okay, okay, something's up whether it was you want to break up or whether there's some sort of bad news, it was never good. And here's why, right? because text messages can sometimes be lost. The message that you want to say can get lost in translation. It can be misconstrued exactly what Eli, 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 <laughs> Eli and Dimitri did scaring Miguel. Right. And so how would you have handled it? I want you to think about that. This is how I would have handled it. I would have called because that's the type of guy that I am. I get something. Somebody sends me a text message. You know what? I'm going to call because I know. I know. I'm like, you know what? I want to hear your. I want to hear the person's voice. I want to be able to talk to them be, and, and just say. And sometimes I know people are unable to talk, but if I can talk to you, I'd rather hear your voice. It's like, oh, hey, what's going on? What do you want to talk about? That's the type of dude that I am. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Oh, I want to talk about this. Okay, cool. We'll talk about it later. And so I don't like to be left hanging, but they're at the age of like, well, let's text back, right? Let's do the trial balloon. Yeah. Hey, can't wait to see you tonight. How are you? Which was weak, which I'm glad. Yeah, I said, hey, that sounds desperate, you know, but it's freaking games, bro. It's freaking games, man. You know, sometimes when you're texting someone that you're dating or that you're interested in, you know, do you ever ask yourself like, man, should I, should I text this? Do I, do I respond like this? Do I wait? Should I be short? Do I send an emoji? You know, mm-hmm. if I do, what will he or she think? I mean, it's games, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, man. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you when you said about Moon, it's better to have important conversations in person, not through text. And then Sam's weak ass response, I'm okay. You know, and there we go. Well, they, that was actually uh, Yaz's. Yeah, Yaz. You know, Yaz's advice, she took it, right? And then obviously the mm-hmm. guys got like, oh man, that's bad. Because I'm like, yeah. yeah, what did you say? Doesn't even have an emoji. And you know what? I'm going to be like you and disclose the same thing. There's been times I've gotten a text message from somebody I'm interested in and it doesn't have an exclamation mark or it doesn't have like a little heart. And I'm like, what the hell, man? What the hell? You know? So I'm just going to be honest, man. Sometimes I'm like, come on, are you not excited? Where's the exclamation mark, man? So uh, I know how that is, man. So I could relate to this. So I- I'm glad you picked this because uh, I picked it as well, the scene. But yeah, but to me, it's just games, man. I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I personally, to answer your earlier question, how I handle it, I, I, I overthink and that's just, you know, I, I just tend to overthink, but um, I, I just get eager to get it over with. Like, I, I don't, you know, pick up the phone and dial right there. But as soon as we meet, I'm like, all right, let's get it over with. Just tell me. Skip the small you know? talk. <laughs> yep. Skip, no small talk. Skip the, just, just skip the preamble. Skip the preamble. 
straight to the point, you know? <laughs> well, I am the uh, type of dude that will pick up the phone and call because I'm like, yo, what's going on? You really want to talk? Let's talk. Come on. You know what I'm saying? All <laughs> <laughs> right. It should be that. That's a better way to handle it, in uh, my opinion. That's, that's know, just pick up the phone. Let's let's just do it, you know? Yeah, that's the way I am, bro. Let's go. Let's go. All right, man. Uh, my next scene is <laughs> Carmen's late. She's late, bro. Hey, she's late. Hey, hey, we need to talk. Oh shit, are you late? <laughs> I got this. I'm I'm late. Text. Imagine that, right? So Carmen's right, late. Yeah. Damn, she thinks she's pregnant. And man, that's always surprising news, you know. So to the people out there, whenever you're not planning on having a kid, right? Because there's people who plan to have a kid, and man, they they are not able to, you know. And then there are people who don't plan on having kids, and next thing you know, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant or you got, or, you know, Hey, I'm pregnant, you know? And it's just like, wow, dude, that's always surprising news. So I wrote that down, bro. Number one, because Johnny's immediately panicking and immediately he's like, yo, I use protection. And she's like, yo, that's not a hundred percent dude. And Johnny's getting nervous, worried. And he's like, all right, let's pee on the stick or you pee on the stick. Right. And Johnny's losing it, man. So I wrote that down because, man, I remember when I found out that, you know, I was going to be a father, man. And I was just like, dude, I was I was scared. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing. But, you know, initially it's just it's a scary thing, man. So uh, because, again, we weren't planning it. Right. When, you know, my daughter's mom and I, you know, found out she was pregnant, we weren't planning it. So I I, I feel Johnny, dude. I feel Johnny's like, oh, shit, you that happened. Johnny. Yeah, bro. So that's why I put that down, man. So, again, uh because it's going to go along more probably with your redemption thing about John. If, I, if I'm right, if I'm reading you, yep. it's going to go along with that. So I just wanted to throw that out there, brother. All right, man. Take us to the, your next scene that stood out or that you enjoyed. Absolutely. Um, the next scene I took down, I put Karate's Bad Boy. And, this, and again, this is mainly where Daniel and Chosen are staking out a house. We don't even know whose house. I mean, we can assume it's Mike Warren's house. And then, of course, I like uh the cinematography how the big three did it where you see someone come out and you only see their lower part of their body and they're walking out so i mean obviously you know if you're a gambling person or not even you you would assume it is mike barnes and then the camera just pans up slowly and we see him (laughs) and um uh what was it Uh, chosen to or daniel said this is karate's bad boy and uh dan chosen tells him you know what he doesn't look so bad to me. And you know what? That's a Rocky That's a Rocky three reference. That was when uh, Clubber and Rocky were going to fight the first time when they're like in uh, walking towards the arena. Yeah. And they confront each other. And uh, uh, Clubber tells Rocky, I'm the baddest in the world. And Rocky replies, you don't look so bad to me. He said that. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was when Mick gets hurt. I remember the right fight. Before. I remember the fight when he's like, you ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. But he, he said that. <laughs> When they were walking, yeah, you oh, okay. look so bad to me. Okay, yeah. okay. So I just, I just noticed that. I don't know if the big three intended it, but I just noticed it. And then, uh, of course, Daniel makes the comment that he tried to kill him and that he doesn't forgive, or you don't forget or forgive something like that, or someone like that. And Chosen just gives him a look. Yeah, I <laughs> so love that man. I like to see. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and then Daniel, except you. Yeah, that's great writing. <laughs> that's great writing. I like that. That is great I, I put that on there. So, I was like, that, that is great writing. You know, Chosen just looks at him and, and automatically we already know, like, okay. And, you know, and come, just, Chosen's like, come on, man. But, you know, he didn't say anything. And that's that's the beauty of it, right? He didn't have to say anything. Daniel knows what he was thinking. So I like that. Great writing. 
Go ahead, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And and just really I like that scene because we finally see Mike Barnes in Cobra Kai. I know we've been we both have been wanting to For see sure. him in Cobra Kai. So we get the first glimpse and and we're gonna talk more because this character does a lot more throughout this episode. So but I'm just glad we got the first glimpse and we know he's there. I know it had been confirmed and everything, but we finally saw. We finally saw it on film, man. Finally saw it how it yep. was executed. Um couple of questions. How the hell did Daniel know where Mike Barnes lived? You know? Like, I was thinking that yeah. as well. How so, did he find out? Did he just look him up or something? Yeah, for real, man. Like, it's just like one of those things. Like, you know, we don't have we don't have white pages anymore. And white pages are like telephone books, okay? Remember back mm-hmm. in the day? I don't know if you ever did, but back in the day, I was like, yo, this girl, what's her last name? What's her family's last name? And, and so Ashley Smith, oh, Ashley Smith, she lives on, you know, 1015 Linda Drive. Oh, that's by my house. Like, that's how we would find where people lived and their phone numbers back in the day, man. And so yep. how the hell did Daniel know where Mike Barnes lived? Maybe he Googled him. I don't know, man. Well, Daniel does have money. So that's the first question. I'm like, damn, how did he know where he lived so quick? So again, nitpicking. I get it. But here's my next question to you, man. So you know, they get to the place, they follow them, right? So I'm going to go piggyback off your scene before I talk about my scene. They, they piggy, they obviously, you know, trail him to his place of business, which we don't know what it is. So we see before the reveal what he really does. And this is Mike Barnes that I'm talking about. We saw him with a handsaw. We saw him dressed all in black. Uh, and then obviously Chosen's bringing the comedy. He's like, that one good for cutting bone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love yes. that, dude, you know? And then, but then chosen, here's the confidence. He's also like, mm, it's easy to handle. He's still like, yo, I can take this dude. But here's my question to you, right? So Mike Barnes, dressed in black, handsaw, chainsaw, all that stuff. What do you think he really did, man, before they revealed what he did? I thought it was some type of construction or a contractor type. That's what before I was Before the thinking. reveal, really? Before the reveal. Before. Oh, wow. I thought he was yeah. some sort of like. Some sort of gangster or something. Handyman or something. Really? Yeah. To, oh, you thought me, he was a gangster? Yeah, you know, he was all dressed in black because, you yeah. know, yeah, I, I don't know. I, either that or I wanted him to be that. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think what he, you know, obviously we're going to get to what he really did. You know? Right. I didn't think what, I didn't think what, that, that, what they revealed. Yeah. I didn't think like construction guy. I just thought like, you know, because the way they wrote it, and obviously it's a little, little far-fetched, but I'm like, yeah, maybe he's some sort of like, you know, gangster has some sort of crew. And I'm not talking about like mafioso type, but I don't know. You know, just there's there's some crews out there that handle business. You know, they get they do some illegal stuff. Maybe he did that because, <laughs> again, we know Mike Barnes was it was a pretty badass. Right. So. Uh, but, yeah, man, definitely enjoyed that scene. And obviously seeing, you know, Mike Barnes again, it was dope. So I'm going to go into the next scene at the pharmacy. Tiger Glove, baby. <laughs> Tiger Glove. <laughs> So morning after pill or pregnancy test, you know, the pharmacist asked that Johnny wants a refund for condoms. Come on, Johnny. <laughs> and they do not work. And I'm glad the pharmacist said this. So they're tiger glove condoms, bro. You know what those look like? Those condoms, right? Look like the, the ones, those trashy condoms you get at trashy gas stations, you know? <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> the previous. <laughs> the previous, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ones where you put like 50 cents yeah, or something dude, and they dispense them glove, out or something. You know, Tiger Glove. And, oh, man, that was just, it's just funny to me, dude. I remember even laughing at the first time, like Tiger Glove. And I like what the pharmacist said. There's no way these were purchased at a real pharmacy. Yeah, because he probably got them at some freaking 
gas station, man, and like pay like one ninety nine for twelve. You know what I'm saying? They rip, they rip too easily. <laughs> he should have double bagged it. Now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> and then so then he's just nervous, man. He's a nervous wreck, and he's like, I wasn't ready. Like Bosco, Bosco went over the top. He wasn't ready, oh, yeah, man. And over the top. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Johnny though, man. And this is where I get you know one of my one of my likes, right? Where he says, look, you know, he's wanting to learn from his mistakes. Um, I don't want to be that guy again. That's what he says. Like, look, I wasn't ready when, when, you know, Shannon told me, you know, she was pregnant with Robbie. He's like, and I don't want to be that guy again. I don't want to be useless. And Carmen's badass, man. Carmen's badass. And we haven't given a lot of credit to Carmen. She hasn't really done much this season, but I feel like in this episode, she finally, you know, has something to work with, you know, in terms of, you know, dialogues and, you know, plot points and whatnot. And she's like, I understand. And I love what she says. She's like, but we have each other. I love that, bro. She's like, we're not doing this alone. I, I love that, man. So to me, you know, it's funny you said uh, Rocky Three. To me, she's ride or die, man. You know, she's believing in him. You know, she wants him. She wants to do this together with him. You know what I'm saying? She's not yelling at him. Oh, you got me pregnant or whatever. She's wanting to do this with him, man. So to me, she's ride or die like Adrian Balboa, man. But then Johnny freaks out, bro. You know, he sees, you know, he sees a, a, a guy with a baby and the baby's crying. And, and let's be real, man. He freaked out because raising a kid at his age, it's difficult. Raising a kid when he wasn't planning for it, difficult. It could definitely scare the hell out of him, man. So Carmen. His then, whole life is about to change. Yeah, his whole life is about to change again. So Carmen, again, I love this. She's like, look, take some time to figure it out. And I, I respect that, you know. Okay, I'm going to yeah. give you some time. So I respect that. Did you have that scene? I had a little bit of that scene. Mainly, this is where I where I took down the stereotyping, man, because that kind of blew me away, bro. Can you imagine if, like, we walked into a pharmacy and the pharmacist told us that? If I walk in, let's say, um, yeah, let's say, you know, with my girlfriend, and the first thing she says is morning after or, or pregnancy test. That's where I was just like, that you don't need to respond that way that's not good customer service but anyways but yeah great scene i like everything that you said you know carmen's you know she's she mentioned at one point that miguel wasn't planned and that freaked her out too but you know now they're together so she's thinking it's going to be different it's going to i mean yeah obviously it's still going to be hard because you know having a baby is not an easy thing but you know it's it's a great joy it, it really is and um so she's she's confident and she feels good because johnny's right there but johnny on the other side of the spectrum he's panicking he doesn't know what to do yeah he's freaking out he he doesn't he i think he's more concerned that he's going to repeat the past oh that's good i didn't think think that's what i think that's no that's good brother i didn't think about that you're right man so uh yeah man give me more on that yeah, I think he, Johnny's just afraid that he's going to repeat the past and he just doesn't want to go through that experience all over again because he saw how it impacted Robbie. That's good, bro. So that was just my thought. Yeah. No, I like that. I didn't even think about that. And obviously it, it aligns with what he said. He's like, man, I don't want to be that guy again. And so sometimes you battle, right? You battle with, damn, this is what I did before. I don't want to repeat it. But it's still scary to overcome that. So that's good, man. All right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene. Absolutely. I call it, it's kind of a two-parter, but okay. um, I'll just do the first part. And if you want to do the second part, that, that, sounds that's, good. That's, this is uh, Daniel and Mike Barnes is what I call it. And this is where Daniel follows him, follows Mike into the, the warehouse that they tailed him to. And Mike's on the phone 
and he's saying stuff like back in business, just like old times. Italian POS. Okay. Uh, I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. Italian piece of shit, uh, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) I've been telling you to get rid of that Italian piece of shit for years. (laughs) Right. And then unrecognizable. And um, for me, it's a connection uh, to do my, because he, because the next line he says is for me to do my very best, I'm going to need 50%. You owe me from last time. That was what he negotiated with Terry Silver when he first came in part three. Um, and then, of course, Daniel just rushes in, takes the phone, and because um, he, he automatically assumes it's Terry Silver that's on the other side. And he calls him like a ponytail pimp, and that they're not going to lay a finger on their kids. Um, and then it, and then it's obviously not Terry Silver. It's um, Some lady. somebody, yeah, Melissa. some lady Melissa. called Michelle. Melissa it, or Michelle? Michelle, isn't it? Michelle. I don't know, man. Maybe I was thinking. Maybe I'm thinking about a Melissa right now. But yeah, Michelle, bro. Which, whichever. M M something. <laughs> and I think that is. I'm one. I'm curious if that's his wife because his wife's name is Michelle. In real life, right? So Sean, I don't know. Sean's wife. Yeah. And, yeah. Sean's wife okay. in real life. Okay. But I don't know. I I, I didn't. Maybe the good cats. Good yeah. cats, brother. All right. <laughs> yeah. But then of course you know Mike shows him the furniture store and I'm gonna stop right there because. Once again, this is a good misdirection. You know what I mean? From the big three. I thought he was talking to Silver. I really did when I was watching it in real time. And so there's a twist coming as well. And this is where the redemption, like in theme that I mentioned earlier. And sure. uh, I'll, I'll let you talk part two. Um, Actually, that's the one. I'm going- no, it's not, it's not where I'm going to go. But let me just give a couple of points with that. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm with you. I thought he was talking to Silver as well. Uh, because everything lined up, you know, uh, I told you, I've been telling you for years to get rid of that Italian piece of shit. Daniel is the Italian piece of shit. He's like (laughs) flew in from Japan, chosen by the time I'm finished with them, they're going to be unrecognizable, you know? And I just put good misdirection because obviously we know Mike Barnes from the last time we saw him as somebody who kicks ass, right? Start by cutting off their legs. Start with the 50% that you owe me. Again, all that ties in, man. So I'm glad that you brought it up. And then obviously Daniel comes in. He's like, listen to me, you son of a bitch, you know. And it wasn't. Great misdirection there, man. And he's talking about, hey, Japanese cedar chairs, done. You know, that's what he's talking about, right? So um, you want to talk about that right now? Or do you want to go into what the whole story? Because um, I can go into I. I can go into part two. If you go want go to. into part two, and then I'm going to take it back to something else that, that I enjoyed. But go ahead. Absolutely. So that was part one of their exchange. Uh, part two of their exchange, this is where, um, you know, Daniel tries to apologize, but Mike tells him he's he's been wanting to apologize for him to him for everything that happened. But he says sometimes it's just best to leave the past where it is. And uh, so we get a good, good backstory on uh, Mike Barnes and kind of what um, what his life was after the tournament and part three. This is where he uh, met his future father-in-law and his future father-in-law uh, taught him to use his hands for something other than karate. You know, because he and I sorry, I got ahead of myself because after the tournament, he mentioned his life was ruined and he was lost and he was banned from karate. But his future father-in-law showed him that he can use his hands for something else other than fighting. And this is where I get the redemption, man. The redemption of Mike Barnes' character. I was expecting old school Mike Barnes to just be ready to kick ass yeah. and get his 50%, you know? <laughs> and, 
and you've been mentioning from you know since we've started this podcast that this is a show about redemption no doubt and and i like this i like the redemption because you know what it would have been too predictable in my now that i see it that i take time and that i've heard heard you talk about redemption it would have been just too predictable if mike barnes just came back like his old character you know, for sure. So I think this is a this is a better arc for him. So okay, that's good, and that 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 aligns with the question that I had for you. So the question I had for you. So now we we see right, and you mentioned parts one and two at the you know warehouse slash furniture store that he owns the furniture store. Did you like that? Did you like that backstory for him? Were you were you happy with that? I was, man, because okay. I see uh, later on in the season we see more uh, of Mike Barnes, and we see. Um, a little bit of old school Mike Barnes, but yeah, I do like it, man. It's it's for the it's a redemptive for the redemptive story, right? Yeah, for the okay. redemptive story, right. yeah, for sure. So Agura Fine Furnishings is what it's called. So yeah, man, I, I love that as well. I'm not going to belabor that, you know. He apologized. I wrote here that he stand up. He's happy for Larusso. That's good. You know, he does. He's not holding any grudges, and you know. And here's what I wrote, man. Did you notice that? He's not holding any grudges. He's happy for LaRusso. They're kind of laughing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he definitely did not take the All-Valley loss the way that Johnny did. Johnny, right. that ruined Johnny for, like, the next 30, 35 years of his life. And Mike Barnes was like, look, man, you know, you know, he was lucky, you know, fortunately to find, you know, a, a woman who had a dad, you know, so his father-in-law that, you know, told him, hey, you can do something else with those hands other than fight. So... That's what I just noticed, you know, as I was watching it the second time, you know, preparing for this podcast that he did not take the the loss to Daniel, which he should have won. We know, come on, Mike Barnes should have beat Daniel's ass, and he did, but stupid Kata or whatever. Anyways, but he, <laughs> did, he didn't take the All-Valley loss the way Johnny did, so that just stood out to me, man. But yeah, definitely redeemed himself. Definitely not what we were expecting. Uh, I think I made the prediction that he wasn't going to be on Terry Silver's side because that was too predictable. Uh but I will say this, the furniture storyline, yeah, I'm not saying I didn't like it, but it, it just, I, I thought it would have been something different. And maybe it's because it when we, different, yeah. maybe because when we interviewed Sean, he said that, that he, um, that maybe his character, remember we asked him, Hey, where was your character been? He said, maybe I would have gone to like, you know, the army or something and that would have straightened right, out. Yeah. So maybe that would have been interesting. So maybe I was thinking about that too, but the furniture store works and it's going to work especially for the finale of this episode, which we'll get to later. All right, brother, let me go ahead and go. There's two, well, maybe you'll talk about one, but let me go to the first one that, uh, again, it doesn't matter if we go in order, but this is what I like. I like this. Uh, Dimitri, remember, he had a suggestion, and the suggestion was, hey, I guess buy Sam some jewelry, you know? And so they're rushing to conclusions, man. That's what I wrote down, rushing to conclusions because of the text. And I love Miguel. Miguel, you know, it's like he almost came to his senses, man. He said, hey, maybe you guys are just reading too much. Yeah, you think? And maybe she's just fine. Maybe Sam was fine. But here's my question. Are women really fine when they say we're fine? That's a million dollar question. Nope. You know, <laughs> there you go. You answer that quick, right? When they nope, say I'm okay, are they really okay? So, okay, never mind. Skip it. We'll skip to the next thing. Yeah, I'm going with you. All right, they're not. That's the million dollar question. And I guess it's easy to answer. No, they're really not fine. But anyways, I love it, man. I love it simply because of the sentiment, the octopus, you know, you know, he he he's getting something for Sam that's meaningful to her. And I, I love that, man. And so because on the flip side, I hate when people ask me, what, hey, what should I get you for your birthday? What should I get you for Christmas? Look, when you really know me, you don't have to ask what I want 
because you know what I like. You know what means a lot to me, you know, and you find something that goes with what I like. And so that's what I love about Miguel. He was like, well, I don't know. No, he knew. He knew the octopus means something to them, means something to their relationships and your octopus. So I had to put it down. Maybe maybe I'm acting lovey-dovey right now. But yeah, I had to put it down. Did you even have have that in your notes? I didn't. But I mean, I totally agree. I like, you know, where Miguel's mind and his heart was at because you know, he's thinking of Sam, you know, and sure. there we um, go. he's thinking of Sam and, um, however, it's, it's not the route I would have gone personally because jewelry, I mean, buying something doesn't necessarily fix the issue. You have to, I guess, talk through it. And yeah, but he was know. doing it because of his friends. So yeah, right, he, he yeah. did that. He followed his friend's advice. Think about it. 16, 17 year old guy. I don't know what to do, but then the bad thing would have been, okay, I'm just going to get her some earrings. Well, what kind? I don't know. Let me just get those. But no, he didn't do that. He chose something, again, that was special to her. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that was the difference yeah. right there. But let's get back to what you would have done. I think this is going to go online. So let me take it to another scene. Johnny going back to Google. <laughs> how to get ready for a baby, right? Johnny going back to Google. How to get ready for a baby. Um you know, he's looking at all these articles and I'm just taking, I'm remembering me, man. I, I was reading books, man. When I found out I was going to be a dad, I don't know if you did, but I was reading books, man. But I will say this, you're never really ready to be a father or to be a mother until you actually have the baby. But it was just cool seeing Johnny, you know, trying, you know, he's swaddling the course banquet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. He's changing things up. He's making things baby friendly and stuff. Fumigating. And yeah. Even the cockroaches, that was like, damn dude, you know what I'm saying? And so... But I love, I don't know if you caught this, but at the end of the scene when Johnny's laying on the, on this floor, uh, the lady in the video says, and if you think this was hard, wait until the baby arrives. Oh, my gosh. I put truth, truth. It is truth, man. And so this is where another part of the whole mistakes comes from, right? You know, it's one of the things I like, mistakes learned, action taken. Because Johnny talked about, hey, you know what? I don't want to be the same guy. I wasn't ready. And so I tweeted this out this morning, you know, about your mistakes don't define you. And they don't. You know, we all make mistakes and we're going to get to that later on. Um, but it's how you respond after the mistake. So Johnny knows he committed a mistake. You know, he wasn't there for Shannon. He wasn't there for Robbie. So it's how you respond now. It's like you give right. it's like you're given another opportunity, another chance. So it's all about the lessons that you learn. And it's here. Here it is. It's all about taking action to not try to make that mistake again. And that's what Johnny's doing, man. You know, he's he's trying to do better. He wants to baby proof his apartment. If he is going to be a dad, he wants to be ready, man. So I wrote that down because stand up, man. You know, you learn from your mistakes. But not only do you learn from your mistakes, you take action to try not to make those mistakes again, man. So do you have that scene with the whole fumigation and all that? I didn't have it, but I, I, I you know, totally agree with everything you said. I mean, the, this is what I love about Johnny and Cobra Kai because it's totally different from Johnny and Karate Kid. And I know there's an age difference. I get that. But at the same time, Johnny is, and we're going to talk a little bit more uh, in a later scene about it, but pretty much Johnny's is, is putting in the work, man. He's, no doubt. Taking action. Yeah. Taking action. Taking action. That's yeah. What you got to do. So, yep, exactly. He, he listened to what Carmen said and he's going the next step going, you know, it's kind of like a process. Okay. It's kind of like him saying, I'm going to do better. 
and I love that initiative of about him yeah. at all. So it's great, man. Johnny, Johnny's killing. Oh yeah, it, he's good. killing it. He's getting. He's gonna kill it even more. All right, brother, where are you yeah. taking us next? I may have skipped a little bit, man, but okay. I'm going Miguel and Johnny, bro. The advice. Oh, you going there? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Did, okay. did you have an earlier scene that you want to talk about? Uh, you know, let me let me just throw a couple real quick and see if you have anything. I had Sam in the pod. You know, she's oh, in that yeah. pod. She's figuring out who she is, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, her friends say, hey, you're one of the girls. Her dad says, you're LaRusso 2.0. Um, Hawk says, you're the girl who lost. Robbie Miguel said says, girl yeah, girl, yeah, I skipped Robbie. Not messing. I did. <laughs> I did skip Robbie. Uh, Miguel's like, you're my girlfriend, Sam. And so identity, man. And that's what, yeah, that's what we all want identity. Who are we? You know, who am I? You know? And so especially teenagers, they desperately seek after that. So I just want to say this with that. The reason why I wrote it down is because, you know, at the end, Sam thinks she's facing her enemy, which is Tori, but her enemy isn't Tori. Her enemy is herself because, and I took this from Creed, uh, uh, Rocky Balboa said this to Creed, the biggest fight you ever fight is against the person staring at you in the mirror. That's so true, man. So I had to put it for that, man, because, you know, she hears all these voices, but then she thinks it's her enemy, Tori, and it's not. It's herself, and that's who you got to fight. That's the biggest That's the biggest fight you ever fight is a person staring at you in the mirror. So that's why I wrote that down, man. You got anything with that? Just to add, I mean, you, you covered it perfectly, but just to add, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I've mentioned it, and um, – uh, one of the things that I've heard on a podcast is you always um, you always face two battles. You always face an external battle, which is situations, the situation life throws at you. And you always face an internal battle, how you handle it. So this is where Sam is, you know, kind of or the way I looked at it is Sam is facing her internal battle with herself. So that's dope. No, for sure. She definitely is, man. She's definitely finding herself. And guess what, man? That's a fight that we fight every day. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and uh, you're listening to all these podcasts, bro. I got to start doing my mission driven podcast again, man. So you can start <laughs> getting stuff from that. But yeah, man. So I had to put it for Absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. I, I love it, man. I love that scene. Um, then I love the scene where Chosen uh, gets impatient, you know? So before you go to Miguel and Johnny, the, the scene right before that was Chosen getting impatient in the car. And so he goes and finds uh he finds uh LaRusso in Barnes and he takes out Barnes, man. He kicks the crap out of Mike Barnes, dude. So oh man, that's funny, man. And before that, the reason why he kicks Barnes is because again, Barnes and LaRusso are play fighting, right? There's there's they're having yep. this like they're like buddies now, you know what I'm saying? And so you ever want a rematch? Yeah, exactly. A rematch, right? And who would win? Mike Barnes. My money's on Mike Barnes. Has to be. Hell for you. For sure. He's a favorite, bro. He's like a minus two fifty favorite. But anyways, uh Chosen is just badass. He's like, they show no mercy. We show them no mercy, right? So I love him. But then Barnes still has some moves, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we saw some of his karate he moves. Back, man. Yeah. yeah. And so uh it was just dope. I had to put it for that, man. Uh I had to do it for that because again, Chosen the Assassin strikes again. Now go. Go to Miguel coming to his dad. And this is what I titled it. Miguel coming to his dad. Yeah, that's right. It may not be <laughs> biological, but that's his father for advice. Right. Go ahead. Well, just before I start, let me just add one more thing, man. Again, another reason why we love this show and, and credit to the big three. When, what other universe or show or movie would we see the villain from part three and the villain from part two fight each other? 
for sure. It's just brilliance, man. And yeah. you know, I, that's why and just another reason why we love this show. No doubt. But but uh let me go to the next scene. I call it Miguel and Johnny, but I like your title better. Miguel and his biological dad. So again, Miguel's going through this um this uncertainty with Sam. And so he comes to Johnny for advice, which he's done throughout the entire seasons, you know, anytime um you know, he has any concerns or anything. He he turns to Johnny, which, again, it kind of echoes what you said. This is his father, whether it's biological or not. That's his father. And um, he shares that he and Sam are having issues and that he's meeting her tonight. Uh, he feels that she's still mad. But he but Miguel wants to fix things. You know what I mean? He wants to put the he wants to go the extra mile and put in the work to fix their relationship. I don't think it's getting any value, but that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But doesn't know what to say. And then Johnny, given the advice, man, the way, the only way that Johnny can throughout this entire series, man, he's just simple and sweet. How about the truth? We all get shit wrong sometimes. Some of us get it wrong a lot. I totally relate to that. I get things wrong a lot. And if you own up to your mistakes, you have a shot at making things right. Oh my God, that's badass. That was dope. Eh, yeah, and you do, you don't have to have it all figured out. Just be honest and see where it goes from there. That's all you can do, man. And it's cliche to say, but the truth will set you free. You know. Hey. So it's just badass wisdom from Johnny, man. For that's sure. Mike for me. Mike drop truth one hundred. <laughs> so I just love it, man. That was that was badass and that spoke to me man especially because you know we've we've made no secret on this podcast how this year has been very challenging for both of us man so oh man i just that just resonated with me that's probably going to be my mantra or something <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. have to we all get shit wrong sometimes <laughs> yeah we all get shit wrong sometimes we do we do no that was dope bro you covered it perfectly man anyway um i'm supposed to meet with sam tonight but i have this feeling that she's still mad at me and i want to fix it but we haven't spoken in a while. And honestly, I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to say. I've been there. How about the truth? We all get shit wrong sometimes. Some of us get it wrong a lot. But if you own up to your mistakes, you always have a shot at making things right. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just be honest with her. See where it goes from there. That's actually some really good advice. Yeah, I guess it is. The little things stand out to me. You know, Johnny's like, I've been there because Miguel says I want to fix it. But honestly, I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to say. And your son, man, your son will come up to you one day, Monty, and he'll be like, Dad, I I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Or he's going to be like, Dad, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And the best thing you can tell your son, the best thing I can tell my daughter is, you know what, I've been there. I've been there. Um, and I know how that feels because man, that's, that's, that's what makes us real. You know, sometimes I think, you know, kids, uh, teenagers think that we haven't been through the stuff that we've been through, you know, so that's why it's good for them to see us fail. It's good for them to see us hurt. It's good for them to see us, you know, in pain. It's good for them to see us, you know, go through tough situations so they can be like, damn, my dad went through that and still made it. You know what I'm saying? Because that makes us real. And so that's what I love. He's like, yeah, I've been there. And so he's like, 
So what do you say? You say the truth, you know, and, and everything you said, we all get shit wrong sometimes. So I love it for that, bro. And, and, and then I, I just, I just took, <laughs> I was thinking about this, you know, the truth. Right. And so, uh, thought about, here we go. Rocky three What's the truth. Damn it. You know, remember when Adrian and Rocky I'm talking, afraid. I'm afraid, I'm afraid for the first time in my life, I'm afraid, you know? So yeah, man, the truth, as you said, it will set us free. And that's, that's what we need, man. You know, because we can keep telling lies and lies and lies to ourselves and to others, but eventually those lies catch up to us, man. So you just got to tell the truth, you know, because if you don't tell the truth then you will never get to the issue and then the issue gets bigger and then guess what? The issue gets bigger and then, you know, you, you find yourself somewhere where you never thought you'd be. And I'll just leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? I'll just leave it at that brother. So good, good deal. Just real quick before I go, you know what? Because I want to talk about Miguel and Sam. But real quick, man, uh, Shady asked attorney Daniel, uh, Mike Barnes, chosen or sitting, you know, in the furniture store. They're talking about, hey, how can we get this dude? You got to have a way to get in contact. Uh, Mike Barnes can say, hey, look, man, I just know he has a shitty ass attorney uh, because he made me, you know, I made him sign a contract for the 50 percent that is owed to him. So I'm like, come on, Mike, why didn't you go get it, bro? But anyways, they didn't go get it. And then uh, the comedy aspect, Chosen wants uh, wants the couch. You know what I'm saying? Wants that blue couch because it the feels blue good. Blue suede. Blue suede couch. And so he's even telling the guys, once he buys it, hey, don't get blood on the couch. All right. So let's go. Miguel and Sam. Miguel and Sam, baby. Miguel being honest. Miguel, Moment of truth. Moment of truth. Miguel being honest. Miguel taking heed to the advice because it's not enough to have a device you got to put the advice into action money it's not enough listening to all those podcasts man you got to be able to act on those things that you listen to man you know what i'm saying so he's he starts just by being honest he's like look i'm sorry i wasn't thinking about you i wasn't thinking about us even back to prom and then she's like look i'm sorry too so there there it is right you're being just being honest i'm apologizing i'm manning up you know taking the can i'm being i'm you know holding myself accountable for doing you wrong and then she's like, I, well, I really respect you for taking time you needed to find yourself, you know, which is good shit. I like that, bro. You know why I like yep, that? I like what I she said. I like when she said that because she said, I respect you for taking the time you needed to find yourself. Because when you really love someone, you know what you do, man? If they if they don't want to be with you, you let them go. You let them be free. Yep, you you have to be free. You know, because if they're really meant for you, then they'll be back. And if they're not, then you know what? Hey, I'm sorry, because you can't force someone into loving you, man. Nope. And so what tripped me out after that, I'm like, oh, Sam is dope. But then she's like, but now I need that time. And Miguel's face, bro, Cholo's just bringing it. It's just his face, man. So she needs a break. And he's like, well, what, when you say break, what do you mean? Break from karate? Break from me? Oh, my gosh. Can I be honest with you, bro? I had a girl tell me once, like, hey, I, I, want, I want a break. And you know what I said? I was like, I don't do breaks. <laughs> I said, I don't do breaks. <laughs> I did, dude. I was like, look, we're going to figure this shit out together. Either we do or we don't. I don't do breaks, man. So I just started laughing when I was thinking about that. Because a break, to me, a break is like, you're done. You're done with yeah. me. You know, so just, out. Just, just call it what it is. Don't call it a break. Just say we're done. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, you know? And so she's like, I'm not okay right now. And, and I'm not, you know, trying to make fun of the situation or make fun of, of, of Sam in the situation. But it's one of those things. It's not you. It's me type shit. You know, they always say that yeah. it's not you. It's me. I'm not. Jedi okay right mind now. tricks. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we can't still be friends. And he's just like, he's just, man, he's trying his best to hold it in, Miguel. But you know what? I hated this. Check this out, man. Sam's like, look, I don't even know if this is what I want, but I know it's what it is. 
what I need. And this is where I wish Miguel, man, would have been like, this is not what you want. Then why are you doing it? Why are you saying it? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm going to get, that's going to tie into, uh, to, uh, back to the writer's room. But seriously, I would have been like, okay, if this is not what you want, then why are you doing it? That's how I would have handled it. But look, you know, Miguel's dope. He's like, look, I understand. But was he being honest right there? Did he really understand? Uh, no, he didn't. Right? Nah, he didn't. He was still in shock. Dude. Yeah, he didn't. That so that. So right there, happened. Miguel, come on, bro. You weren't being honest, you know. But he said, "Hey, I always want what's best for you," which is dope. And then Monty, the kiss, the kiss of death. Yeah, <laughs> they hugged death. the kiss of the the hug of death, right? And she's like, "Can we still be friends?" You know. And he's like, "He's like, yeah." And I always want the best for you. And she, she's like, "Promise." And he's like, "Of course." It reminded me of Kelly Kapowski, bro, when she broke up with Zach. And she was like, Zach, "Can we still yep. be friends?" He's like, "Forever." So, anyways, man. <laughs> oh man, fucking Miguel. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Miguel, dude. Yeah, he's walking away. Um, drops the drops the freaking necklace, the octopus necklace. And it's just, I just wrote heartbreak after heartbreak, man. But here's my question to you. Would you have given her the necklace if you were in his shoes? I would not because, I mean, it, it's pretty much over. Well, at least that's the way I would have reacted. Like, it's over. Like, you don't need anything from me anymore. So you're going to go get your money back? Like, I'm going to get my money back. <laughs> he could have got his money no, back, bro. Right? <laughs> he could. He could. But I probably would have just, you know, put it away somewhere. And, I would have given it to her. Again. I would have. You would have? Yeah. I would have been like, you know what? I got this for you. In fact, I've been in a situation like that, man. I got like a, I didn't get like a necklace, but I got like a frame. And uh, she was basically like, oh, I need some time break. And I was like, I don't believe in break. So <laughs> I remember like, well, look, I, I got you this. And she was like, you know, she just kind of looked at me and I was just like, yeah, here you go. I said, I don't want it. I got it for you. And that's, that's how I would have been like, this is for you. And, and that's it. And it wouldn't even been like a ploy, like, oh, please, look, you know, I got this for you. Take nah, me back. It's just like, none here, of that. None of that. None of that shit. I'm like, here, take it. You know, so I would have given it to her. But yeah, man, I love the scene, man. Cholo killed it. But heartbreak after heartbreak, man. That's what that's what I wrote. The heartbreak kid. HBK, baby. HBK. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that as well? Oh, yeah. I called it the moment of truth. And it was a great. I mean, you covered it. Well, you covered it great, man. But um uh, what I wrote down is just great, great emotional scene. Props to Mary Mauser and Cholo. You know, I was critical of of, of Sam in episode one, but uh, this is again another part of the redemption. Man, she, I thought she did well. I mean, I didn't like the breakup part, but you know, it's one of those things where mental health is very important in today's society, man, and it should never be looked at. And these are moments in life that we come where we need to figure things out. You know, we all come or what I'm trying to say is basically we all come to a point in our lives where we need time to figure things out. For sure. So, yeah. So that's why I like that scene. And yeah, heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak after again. heartbreak, bro. My gosh, yeah. his dad don't want him. His girl don't want him. Godly. That's a lot for someone to take in. That's man. a lot, yeah. bro. All right. Take us to your next favorite scene. There's only two left. Of course. Are, you, are, only, you, are you gonna do? Do you want? Do you want to do the steam room, or do you want uh, to do the other one? I had. I can do the steam room if you want to do Carmen and Johnny because that was the next one I had. Yeah, I'll let you do the steam room because I know you love you love silver. So uh, the next <laughs> one, no, I love silver too. So the next one is when Johnny finds out that uh, she is pregnant, and he's just again, I, I love it. 
Um, he's all excited about babies can hear music in the womb. You know, I, I felt that too. Cause I remember I used to play, you know, music for Isabella. And so, uh, but I love what he said this, right? I don't think, I, I didn't think I could be one of those lame dads, but if it means I'm doing it with you, our child, I'll do whatever it takes. I love that man. And then he said, I promise I won't, I won't run away. I won't back down. And she's like, we're having a baby. And she's like, badass. You know, you know what they missed though, bro? That would have been a perfect opportunity for like a badass song, dude. That could have been like a perfect 80s, you know, ballad, man. I wish they would have had that. I think that would have made that that just a little bit more powerful, like a bad 80s song. But I love it, man. So quick scene, but straight into the point, man. What did you have with it? I just put Johnny Kills It, man. Love the redemption arc of his character. He just went above and beyond for Carmen. And not just to show her that he's ready, but that he wants to make things right that he doesn't want to repeat the past because you know what he he just he just put in the work man that that's what i loved about johnny man he put in the work and he doesn't want to repeat the past so it's you know we're awesome johnny kills it again for sure for sure all right brother take us to the last scene all right, man. The last scene, I call it Encino Oaks Country Club. Daniel's chilling in the steam room. Someone comes in and he <laughs> perfectly done again. He hears the voicemail that he left the shady ass attorney. And then the way it's choreographed, it's in the steam room. So you just see Silver appear and he's like, oh, You and I are going to be seeing a lot more of each other. First, I'm going to deal with my old friend. And then I'll deal with you. I told you not to play with fire. First, I'm going to deal with my old friend. Then I'm going to deal with you. Yeah, I love that. I love (laughs) Love that, man. And I told you what would happen if you played with fire. And again, that was part of my themes. So it was good cinematography, well-written. Daniel pulled the tail of a snake that will bite back. Yep. That's what I put. And the connection, of course, is the steam room from Karate Kid Part 3. You remember in Karate Kid Part 3, uh, Silver's in the steam room and he's laughing after he's when he's on the phone with yeah, Chris. Chris yeah. is in like Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would I would have liked the laugh, but uh, Silver has it. It, 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 it wouldn't work there, though. You know, just the way he's yeah. playing his character. It would work there. Yeah. That is yeah. true, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it ties in everything perfectly. Don't play with fire. And next thing you know, guess what? Fire. Crazy, exactly. bro. Damn, he burned out Mike Barnes's freaking store. Nuts. That was that freaking sucks, bro. Yeah. Because Mike Barnes's life was fine up until Daniel arrived. <laughs> so Daniel, see, Daniel's the real bully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Mike Barnes was living like a good life, bro. And then Daniel shows up and next thing you know, it's freaking furniture stores on fire. Dude. Hey, he couldn't, Daniel couldn't leave well enough alone. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah, for real. Oh my God. gosh. Daniel and then Russo. Sean's face, bro. He's yeah, like, oh my no. God. He like goes through his, yeah, man. Done. Now we know, should we say this? Yeah, let's say it. We know he comes back, but right, yeah. I didn't think he was going to come back. Not the way he did. I'll just put it like that. I would have been disappointed. I was, that, I, was yeah. I was disappointed. I was like, is that going to be it for Barnes? So, but yeah, we know he comes I back. Agree, so yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it later. All right, brother. 
Uh, that's it, man. Let's wrap it up with our categories, man. Uh, run it back scene. I think you and I have the same one. I think. What are you going with? I couldn't decide between two, man. Okay. I had two. Uh, I, I, both of them are great, and I would watch it all over again. I have Johnny's advice to Miguel. That's that, what I that's, have too. Yeah, I have that that's as well. That's what you have. I, yeah, for I have sure. that one. And the other one I have is Johnny and Carmen with the headphones, the custom headphones. Ah, that's dope. Okay, okay. Hey, let's go too. This is our podcast. We can do two. I like that one too. But definitely Miguel going to Johnny for advice. I like that. All right, brother. Uh, favorite quote? I think you and I have the same one. I think we do. We've yep. talked about it. Say it. Say it one more time. Say it. We all get shit wrong sometimes. Some of us get it wrong a lot. If you own up to your mistakes, you have a shot at making things right perfect perfect all right brother back to the writer's room what would you have done different oh man i had to think about this one. it was really hard did. it was hard it was it was difficult um i'm being ambitious here okay I, i'm being so ambitious so i would have liked for when daniel arrived at the furniture store and he pulled the phone from mike i would have liked them for to get into it a little bit you know kind of like they did at the bonsai store brawl in part three just okay. a little bit like that you know <laughs> yeah a little little fight um, yeah a little small rematch and and the last one i think you're gonna like this one well i think i think you're gonna like this. when you know when miguel started crying at the uh moment of truth scene after sam broke up with him you know he broke down pretty good i mean Cholo killed him. i like that i like the i like the scene and everything but i think if he would have cried like Gary did in Last American Version, I <laughs> got in his car and shit. Uh, yeah, they could have played a dope ass song there too. There you go. Yeah, I yeah, did my exactly. best, but I guess my best wasn't good. Oh, that's a great movie. All right, brother. Me, take this out. I already put one. This is uh, having a badass song when Carmen told Johnny they're having a baby. So just a badass '80s ballad would have been dope. But here's what here's what else, and it and it goes with that scene, Miguel and Sam, when she was breaking up with him. I'm, I wish Miguel would have said something like smooth G to her, something Heisman. You know, when we say Heisman, it's like yo, something like just smooth, like Dylan McKay. So I wish he would have been a little bit more Dylan McKay and a little less David Green. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, seriously, I wish he would have said this. Dylan McKay said this to Kelly one time. He's like, look, it was you two who gave me that dumb ultimatum. You said choose. I chose and I chose you. I want you. I've always wanted you. He should have said something dope like that, dude. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, man. What? You're not going to believe this. What? I actually had that in my head. Is I, God, I, I had it in my head. I would have liked for it to be um, like Dylan and Kelly in that scene in the, in the hot tub, you know, where he tells Kelly, um, you know, you told me to choose so i did i chose you i've always wanted i want you i've always wanted you. exactly you know when he tells that that's, Kelly. Yeah, that's, that's it. i had that in my head man <laughs> i really did bro look it was you two who gave me that dumb ultimatum you said choose i chose i chose you i want you i've always wanted you badass all right brother ck3 who are you going with man I got Johnny, I got Mike Barnes, and I'm going to give Sam props again for, redeem for redeeming herself from part one. Okay, all right. Or episode one, episode from one. From episode sorry. one, all right. I got Miguel, I have Johnny, and I'm going to go with Mike Barnes as well. I liked him. 
I like them. I like yeah. Silver too, but I'm going to give it to Mike Barnes. Yeah. I'm glad he came back. Yeah, Silver was tied too. Silver yeah. was tied too. Honorable mention. All right. All Valley trophies. How many? 4.5. 4.25, sorry. 4.25? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's dope. I like it again. Like it I is. said at the beginning, it was flawless. It was hard to find things, you know, we didn't like. It was hard to find things, you know, that we would take back to the writer's room. Um, but yeah, four point, uh, 4.25. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. It was dope. Nothing below that. Good. Anywhere from 4.25 and 4.5. All right, brother. Well, that wraps up another one, man. That wraps up another episode, man. It just it feels good talking about this, man. And so here we go, man. We'll be back next week, brother. Right? So before we go, yep. again, we just want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast show. Thank you for sharing the podcast on your social media accounts. Again, if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and follow us. And you can also rate us now on Spotify. If you're listening to to us on Apple or Google Podcasts, make sure to to subscribe to the show and follow us as well. Monty, anything you want to say before we get out? Man, you know what? It's just, you know, great to be back. Great to be watching this show. And you know what? Just much appreciation to everyone who keeps listening to us man we were so we so so appreciate it man we're just going to continue to keep on working keep on grinding and look ready for the next few episodes for sure for sure remember we all get shit wrong sometimes some of us exactly. get it wrong a lot we mess up sometimes on here but you know what if we hold up to our mistakes we got a shot of making things right all right guys thank you so much for listening again And we hope you have a great rest of your week, day, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And remember that Cobra Kai never dies. Never dies.